And here we go. Um, it was truly a masterpiece. I don't know about all that. Ugh, absolutely the worst movie ever. Hands down, bar none, the greatest action spectacular ever. Well, uh, the other one just stuck them up. Are you asking me? I promise I'm not going to sing this time around. Welcome to the Don't Be Crazy Podcast. I'm Justin Kavner. With me as always, Mr. Zachary Rancourt. And here we discuss and dissect what makes a film absolutely amazing or, there's an or, <laughs> pure rubbish. All that we ask of each other is don't be crazy. Don't be crazy, Zach. Welcome to Ghosts or Demons Day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to Spooktober's Day. Spooktober's Day. In the, what is it, the 13th? Yeah, yes. wow. Jeez. Wednesday the 13th. It's practically Christmas already. Oh, I know. I got my little <laughs> wish list all ready to go. I got this cool little catalog on Amazon, or from Amazon, rather. So did I. And it has all these little stickers that you can put next to stuff that you want, like yeah. if you were a kid. And I, I like that. <laughs> I got you a I bunch of that. sweet tarts already, Justin. <laughs> Just a I'll whole bunch of sweet tarts. The giant ones, too. <laughs> and I need my pumpkin chocolate chip cookies, please. Uh, oh, I talked about yeah. that a couple podcasts ago, and people are like, oh, my God. Where, where do you get these pumpkin chocolate chip cookies? Everyone's writing in to me, and I was kind of excited about that. So, um, Justin, we have a special guest today. I'm very, very excited. What? Yeah. Murder? <laughs> Murder, you say? Uh, oh, and he gets that reference, too, because he is an Office fan. Uh, so we have David Dassa, and he is from the Geek Garage podcast. And uh, David and I have been chatting for a while now. A uh, really fun show. It's very similar to the Geek Legacy podcast because it has geek in the title. Lots of nerdy nice. stuff, but uh, Dave, how's it going, Davey, Davey boy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very good. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me on your podcast. It's uh, an honor and a privilege to be amongst um, some fine, sexy gentlemen as yourselves. Ooh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, I mean... do. Okay. Don't sell yourself short. Oh, man. Right. Actually, I have a story for you guys. So speaking of sexy guy, so <laughs> me, me personally. So I got a message on Instagram and it said it's from this guy. His name is Darian. And he was like, hey, Zach, my name is Darian. So and so I'm a casting associate producer for Netflix's hit series. Love is blind. We are on the search for single men and women who are ready for love. If interested in being cast, please apply here and list my name as your referral in the application. Once you've applied, please let me know. And we would love we'd also love it if you can pass our flyer along to any of your network friends as well. He also looked me up on LinkedIn. Should I apply for Love is Blind? I don't know. Is he is he seeking you out because love is blind and it doesn't matter what you look like? Because whoa, <laughs> <laughs> like in the ringer. Let's not forget. Looks yeah, are important true. in this. You industry. scratched it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I think I. So he looked at my LinkedIn and I think I'm just I think I'm an attractive guy, not super attractive, but I think that that's what he thought. And he messaged me. He's like, can we can we have a call later? And I was like, I don't know about that. Sweet. <laughs> I looked up Love is Blind and it's weird. I mean, it's fine. You like, apparently you just talk to somebody through a wall and you get to know them and um, you fall in love with them, I guess. Oh, so based on the personality that you met talking to the wall, I guess that would work out good for me because as a plus size model, a lot of people <laughs> don't tend to look my way all the time. Is there also a hole in this wall? Oh, boy. Now we're talking. <laughs> like know. that truck stop, Zach. <laughs> I mean, the I've one that we went to off that route. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've seen those videos. I mean, oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure I, if it's part of the Love is Blind catalog. Yeah, I don't think it's that kind of thing, but I've I been wrong know. before, so I sure. don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. man. I remember I used to uh, go through 
uh, Craigslist used to have like this, uh, this section for like experiments and stuff. And uh, there was this like to sign up for experiments. And there was one to participate in a glory hole. And you didn't know if you were going to be on his own puppy. You didn't know which role you were going to have. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Uh, one, I would, okay, just the very idea. Let's just pretend that it was, you got there and there was a legit like hole and everything. You have no idea what's on the other side. Like you could get like chopped up or murdered or kidnapped or who knows what happened. So I, I opted not to participate in said experiment. I was just having fun on Craigslist looking for uh, good reads. And Oof. there, are, there are some deep dark holes on Craigslist. Ones that are like people that you know are deeply depressed and they're posting about what's going on with them and reading these uh, posts and feeds is uh it's jarring to say the least oh i, I bet yeah Jeez, man <laughs> i forgot all about that until you mentioned it. that's so crazy <laughs> so that's a no on love is blind or a yeah <laughs> flip a coin flip a coin Zach. i mean i could promote the podcast on love is blind and be like sure. oh the podcast I'm like wait a minute that's how i know you <laughs> right <laughs> you were in funny the parking guy. lot earlier yeah you're the funny man funny man yeah. from don't be crazy yeah that's I how i know it. you you were in the parking lot earlier <laughs> yeah you are the funny one on this show Oh, yeah, exactly. My goodness. So, David, we always like to talk about what we have been watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple people like uh, Mr. Stephen Alva Wood from the Horror Squad podcast who just likes to tell us what we should watch and not what he's been watching. So uh, it's up to you if you want to share what you have been watching or if you have any recommendations. Either way is good for us. Sure. Um, I mean, I've honestly been watching so much. Uh, the I'd say like 98% of what I've been watching the last like three or four weeks has all been horror related horror or sci-fi because you know, tis the season and I don't want to bore everyone by going through like my letterboxed like diary or whatever, but um, just rattle off a couple of uh, some of the stuff I've seen most recently I finally got a chance to catch up on Let the Right One In. I know it's been out for like forever and a day. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. The original? Yeah. You yeah. Watched, the ori- oh, that's a good one. I didn't even know that there was a U.S. remake. Uh, I, I, some, uh, I guess it came up on Facebook the other day uh, when it was my uh, horror movie of the day. Um, and then someone chimed in that... Uh, there was a U.S. remake, and I was like, oh, okay, neat. Everyone said that it was basically a shot-for-shot remake of the original. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I watched that. I watched the new VHS 94. Uh, that's a – I think it's exclusive to Shudder, um, but I've been in a big fan of uh, all the VHS movies so far. Uh, just very gritty and um, visceral horror, and uh, I love it. Um, I'm a big fan of the anthology type uh, or anthology style uh, filmmaking. Um, it follows, I uh, finally got to see that as well. Uh, Mayor of Easttown. I'm like five years late on that one. <laughs> 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 like everyone was talking about it like back in February, I think, or March, whenever it, it came out and I'm like, hi, I finally watched it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Venom 2, uh, the uh, uh, Let There Be Carnage. That was... Um, it was okay. Um, and then, uh, and then blades of glory. Uh, I, 
uh, got a chance to watch that again. Chaz I, I, Michael I, Michaels is, is Baker skating. Boom. That just happened. <laughs> uh, all, all right, Mr. Reporter Man. I see you can work the Google on the internet machine. Well, here's a new <laughs> quote for you. Chaz Michaels and Jimmy McElroy are figure skating. Boom. <laughs> if you can do yeah. it, you can do it. Love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that is my list and I'm sticking to it. Heck yeah. Perfect. Those are all fun movies. Those are great movies. Yeah, I thought so. Are VHS ever going to upgrade to DVDs or <laughs> that would be uh, that would be interesting. Uh, I would I would still watch it, but yeah, um, I don't know. That's, Maybe that's laser disc, laser disc, <laughs> just backpedal a little bit. Or no, laser disc. I I guess did it come after? Uh, I thought it was kind of like. At yeah, the it was same VHS time. and Laserdisc. Okay. For some reason, I, I remember like getting corrected by someone that Laserdisc almost ran parallel to the release of VHS. And then everyone was like, who wants to carry around a yeah. literal disc? Like a record. <laughs> like, yeah, that's bigger than a vinyl record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I guess, like according to the Wikipedia, it was 1978 was a Holy Laserdisc. Shit. I didn't wow. realize mm-hmm. it was uh, that early, so. And then VHS goes all the way back to, uh, well, I mean, magnetic tape was in 1950s. So mm. there's that. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> but in the 1970s, videotape entered home use, according to the Wikipedias. Wiki release Wiki. was September 9th, 1976. So VHS was a tick before, but not much. You learn something new every day. Anyway, uh, moving on. Are you ready to talk about this week's motion picture show? Yes. Yes. All right. So we're going to be doing uh, in the spirit of Spooktober, where we are viewing uh, horror films for the month of October. Makes sense. Everyone's doing it. So we might as well, too. We're doing Paranormal Activity from 2007, written and directed by Oren Pelly. And the cast includes Katie Featherstone, Mika Sloat and Mark Fredericks. As far as critical reception goes, I had it in front of me. We'll start with the bad first. There's only one real bad review. Uh, the film actually has an 83% on the old tomato meter there. And let's see. It is Matthew Lucas from The Dispatch. He says, its scares are undeniably effective, but the overall product lacks a real hook to pull in the audience. Ooh, two out of four. Wow. And then we have Candace Frederick from Real Talk Online says, Though it's slow in the beginning, the ending will leave you terrified and foaming at the mouth for a sequel. I don't know. If you're foaming at the mouth, you, you need got rabies. Shots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yikes. Are you sure you saw the movie or was it a fever dream? <laughs> yeah. Something biting you down there. I don't like it. And then Rob Aldman, uh, or not Aldman, it's Aldum, actually, from Backseat Mafia, he says, even when you know they're coming, the scares still send a chill down your spine. And then, um, let's see. Uh, the budget was $15,000. Traded in a Hyundai and made a movie. Works for me. Uh, the <laughs> gross of the United States at $107 million. Opening weekend, it did $77,000. And that was apparently on September 27th of 
2009, it says? That's not right. That's not right. 2007? It's 2006. Where do you get this right? information from? IMDB. I'll go to Box Off Mojo. I'll go to so Box Off Mojo. We won't worry about the opening day because no, that's that's irrelevant. Yeah. It made $77,000 opening day. Uh, at least we can assume that. And then worldwide, it was a smash hit at $193.3 million. That is what you call making your money back. Actually, you know what? It was 2009 because I was in college and it was my junior year of college. So that makes sense. Why does it say 2007? The so movie hit the festivals in 2007? Well, there was a whole issue with this movie, how it wasn't coming out and you had to like demand it from your theaters and all that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. I wonder if it was completed in 2007. I mean, it didn't really hit until t- 2009. No, I don't know. We'll say in the aughts. It was somewhere in the aughts. Okay. <laughs> How do you spell that, by the way? Uh, I, yeah, I've only heard it like I've only heard it like I've never seen it like spelled out like if so, Sachi. O U G H T. I don't know. Okay. Now, like if I. To. <laughs> yeah. If, <laughs> you know, you got to get to close the door. Close the door. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that is all I have uh, because this information is not accurate. <laughs> I'm a professional. Know, but... I'm gonna be in my trailer. Okay. So this says released it October sixteenth, two thousand and nine. Yeah, that sounds about right. But then on the notes it says September twenty seventh, two thousand and nine. Well, I think it's it's all ambiguous because of the fact that uh, like it, it was only, only available in certain first. cities. Yeah, but there was, it was only available in certain cities, like, you know. Got it. Limited release. There you go. You had to demand it from your theaters by clicking the button that says demand. I am yeah. not going to do that. If if someone tells me that I got to go there and be a Karen and say, hey, I want this movie playing in the theater, get me your manager. I'm telling the fuck off. I'm going to yeah. say, tell you what, I'll catch it on the on the home video, on the VHS. On the Laserdisc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Don't make me do your job for you, pal. Yeah, well, there you Shit. go. Okay. Uh, so the actors were, weren't given scripts, but were given guidelines on how to behave or what to do or what to discuss in their scenes. So it was all improv, you could say. I Steven Spielberg, it. It the, same St- the same Steven Spielberg who did War Horse, for all you War Horse fans out there. <laughs> the Close Encounters guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he had to stop watching the film halfway through on a home screener as he was genuinely spooked by the experience. He completed it in daylight hours the next day and loved it. Wow. Um, filming completed in 10 days. So the movie took 10 days, which probably attributed to the low budget. That was great. The entire movie was filmed in Oren Pelly's home. And there were three endings to this movie, all right? So in all three of them, the camera stays in one place. The first, the original ending that we saw in theaters, has Katie walking up, standing by the bed, then going downstairs. She then calls Mika in panic. Mika goes downstairs screaming and worrying, and then we hear him freaking out, and then it's all quiet. Someone <laughs> like, is... I got you good, you fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Someone is going up the stairs. So you hear the you hear those footsteps. Uh, it reveals to be Katie with a bloody shirt and a bloody knife in her hand. She sits by the bed, rocking back and forth for hours that go by quickly. Her friends come to visit the house. We hear her downstairs freaking out about Mika being dead on the floor, and she leaves. The police arrive at the house, two cops. They see the body, go upstairs, find Katie. Then she snaps out, panics, where is Mika? 
while police tell her to drop the knife, she doesn't and they shoot her to death. And we did not actually see that ending. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is that? So we did not see that ending, but that sounds like a convoluted ending. Uh, the second, the theatrical Blu-ray ending or the HD movie ending um, has Katie walking up and standing by the bed. The blankets pull off of Mika to the floor. Katie goes to stand and stare at him for two hours. Then she goes down, screams. He goes down, she kills him, and then when she goes back up, she's holding Mika and throws him at the camera. The camera falls, Mika's on the ground, Katie goes down on all fours, looks at him, turns to the camera, and screams as her face becomes demonic for a second. The screen cuts to black. Finally, the alternate ending. We made it so far. Uh, It is very similar to the original one, up until Katie kills Mika downstairs. After that, she comes back up, all bloody, closes the door behind her, approaches the camera, and slices her own throat with the knife she killed Mika with. In the conservatory, with the knife. So, those are the endings. Those are crazy. We will talk about those later. But uh, I think I enjoyed the theatrical one. There was one last little scare. Anyone who has not seen Paranormal Activity, here is a synopsis for you. In 2006, San Diego couple Katie and Mika are facing a dilemma regarding a demon that has haunted Katie since childhood, which psychic Dr. Frederick suggested is feeding off negative energy and intent on tormenting her. Katie takes Dr. Frederick's advice seriously, while Mika uses a camera to record any ghostly activity and goes against advice of not handling the situation with the demonologist. The camera initially captures many strange occurrences in the bedroom during the nights. They start off as mundane, such as only noises, flickering lights, and bedroom door movements before escalating into more violent occurrences such as door slamming, loud thuds, and demonic grunts and screeches. Katie, on one, ni- on one night, appears to be in a trance. She gets up, stands beside the bed, staring at Mika for two hours, and goes outside, none of which she recalls the next day. Mika brings home a Ouija board. Then uh, the, or when the couple leave the house, the camera records an unseen force moving the board's pointer to form an unknown message on its surface, which then spontaneously catches fire. Katie is increasingly aggravated by Mika's actions and demands him to stop, but he refuses. The couple, on another night, find footsteps on baby powder Mika sprinkled in the hallway and outside the bedroom door. Its path leads to a burnt photograph of young Katie in the attic, previously thought to have been destroyed completely in a house fire. Outside intervention is un- outside intervention is unavailable at this point, as the only contactable demonologist is out of the country, and Dr. Fredericks is afraid of making the demon angrier. That night, Katie is pulled out of the bedroom by an unseen force. Mika discovers a bite mark on Katie's back the morning after, motivating him to get out of the house, but Katie abruptly insists on staying. On night 21, Katie gets out of bed again and stares at Mika for two hours before going downstairs. Katie screams for Mika, and he quickly rushes to help her. Afterwards, Mika screams in pain. After a moment of silence, Mika's body is violently hurled at the camera, which is knocked off the tripod, revealing a demonic Katie standing in the doorway with blood on her shirt. She crawls to Mika's body, then looks up at the camera with a grin. As she lunges towards the camera, her face takes on a demonic appearance, just as the scene cuts to black and another growl is heard. Mika's body is discovered by the police on October 11th, 2006, and Katie is not found. That was two days ago. Oh my God. R.I.P. Mika. It's been real. That was scary. That was a real, that was a real spooky synopsis and it was pretty short, which was cool. So, um, but guys, when did you first see Paranormal Activity and what were your thoughts? Let's start with our guest, David. Uh, Sure. So I racked my brain uh, as much as possible trying to remember if I actually saw this in theaters and I don't think I did. Like it either didn't come 
to any theaters near me or uh, I just didn't have a, uh, an opportunity to go see it. But I do remember seeing it pretty shortly after it, it had its uh, initial DVD VHS Blu-ray uh, release. Um, and I, uh, I, I loved it. Uh, like initially I was pretty enamored with it. I had only seen a handful of like found footage movies up until that point. Um, but out of all the ones that I had seen, I, I really enjoyed. So, um, uh, naturally I kind of gr- gravitated towards this. Um, and I, uh, I really liked it. Uh, and as the sequels went on, um, I, uh, or, or were released, I uh, ended up loving the franchise even more. Um, and then gave me a newfound appreciation for the first one, like, especially learning, like all the trivia, like, they made this money on like a car loan and a Dunkin' Donuts gift card. <laughs> uh, Scratch ticket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I love this movie. Uh, it's, it was great to uh, great opportunity to, to revisit this movie and the franchise as a whole, and then go watch the, uh, a couple of the sequels that I had yet to, to see. Um, so yeah. That's, cool. Uh, yeah. Right on. Justin, thoughts. what about what about you, Justin? Uh I saw it back when Netflix was mailing out movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a long time ago. But uh I did not see it in theaters, but I did see it relatively after relatively soon after it came out. And it was a it was a Netflix rental, as it were. Um but when I watched it, I don't remember being blown away by it. Uh and that's only because like found footage, I'm always like skeptic about found footage. Uh, you know, I enjoy Cloverfield uh, for what it is. There's a lot going on, but when someone just has to hold a camera forever, I just I stop believing it. You know, if it were like security footage, I think that would be different. But because someone has to keep having a conversation about put the camera away, I don't want to be filmed, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that, <laughs> I it starts to lose me. Especially when people start fighting. The infighting drives me insane. Yeah, I can't even rewatch Blair Witch because of just how much they fight. When they're walking around in the woods and getting lost, and then all of a sudden they're fucking map, map experts, and it's like, do you guys have had the map like this whole movie? Now you don't have it, and you're mad. <laughs> Believe me, you couldn't read the map. It's fine. Should have, should have printed out Map Quest before you left. <laughs> I know. So uh, that's the one thing that always bothers me about found footage is the one person with the camera is getting yelled at over and over and over again. Put the camera down. Put the camera away. Blah blah blah. So. You know, it's so interesting because, uh, I mean, we can just probably jump into that too. But so I saw this in 2009, whenever it came out, um, I demanded it in my theater in Burlington, Washington. Um, and I was home for for the weekend from college, uh, took a girl to go see it. Um, and I didn't really know much about it other than it was supposed to be scary. They, it was a really cool uh, scenario, though. There was probably like 20 people in the theater, but the usher came down. And was like, all right, who, who's excited to see this? And people were like, yeah. Um, they had a scream contest. Whoever wanted to scream the loudest won like a free bucket of popcorn. And this little boy won. He was probably like a 16-year-old kid. I don't know how he got in there, but he won a free bucket of popcorn because he screamed the loudest. So um, that was a fun experience just to see the audience react to it because there were moments, and we'll talk about this later, where I'm like, whoa, shit, that was intense. Um, but Found footage is always so weird to me because the, the thing about this, like David was saying he loves the, the, the franchise and I can see merit in that because there's there's things I like about it. But the thing that bugs the hell out of me is when people have a normal conversation or, or something happens and then 
they act like it's so normal that someone's filming them with a camera, like a handheld camera. And you're supposed to suspend that disbelief a little bit. But I think the thing that works so well with this movie, because I absolutely love Paranormal Activity, the first one. Um, The thing that works so well with this is it it does seem a little more natural. There are certain moments when it kind of takes me out of it where I'm like, why would he have the camera? But they kind of address that. Like Mika runs back. You know, he starts to run downstairs, but he stops, runs back and grabs a camera. And and it seems a little more natural because he's trying to document all of that. Um, the second one, it feels a little more forced. And then the third and fourth one, well, the fourth one I'll say is definitely forced. The third one is a lot better, but uh, found footage are, are weird for me. Cloverfield is, is a cool movie, but it, it, same kind of thing. There are moments when you're like, dude, you're running from all these monsters and you're, you're just filming. It's whatever. Right. So I don't know what your guys' thoughts on found footage are, but right. So that's the thing with Cloverfield though. There's a lot of the footage where, he's not capturing what's happening because he is busy running. So you're looking at the ground or you're yeah. looking, you know, at, at a jarring screen or a crowd, but it isn't like, you know, stationary. And he's, he's a terrible cameraman because he's, he's an amateur for one thing. And then, <laughs> you know, there's a, lot of cameraman. <laughs> there's a lot of horrible things happening. Right. And so yeah. he's not good at it. And then, you know, it's also being recorded over something that's already on the tape. So it kind of cuts back and forth between, what was already on the tape and then uh, the actual uh, attack. So I think, I think that's where Cloverfield gets a little bit more bonus points. Uh, and it kind of has the mystery of what is attacking you know, Manhattan. Uh, whereas this movie, you know, we get a couple moans, we get all the effects are in our imagination, right? There's this weird shit that's happening on screen. There's her just standing there, which is kind of creepy for hours. Uh, but there isn't, you know, a real ghost per se. It's just the the footsteps on the powder. There's a couple of moans. There's some screaming and there's some weird behaviors that are captured. But that's really it. It's your imagination that's that's telling the story in a lot of ways and driving the effects. Yeah. Um, Cloverfield. I when I remember that movie coming out and like everyone was so hyped to go see it. And then I was like the only person that liked it. Like everyone, their complaints were like, Oh, it was stupid or it gave the motion sickness. Uh, you know, whatever they could think of, they, you know, they just wanted to bitch about this movie. And I was like, <laughs> I guess we saw different movies. Cause I fucking <laughs> loved it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll always remember, like, I, I can't remember what movie I went to go see. It might've been, might've been the dark Knight, but, uh, uh, the, when the trailer for Cloverfield played, um, you know, you don't really know what's going on. And of course it's all found footage and like the trailer ends with like, you know, all them running outside. Cause you know, they hear all this commotion. Then all of a sudden the friggin um, statue of Liberty's and like flies down the street <laughs> and it just like cuts to black. And you're like, what the hell is this movie? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm typically a pretty big um, fan of found footage style stuff. It's um, I don't know, just that down and dirty gorilla filmmaking kind of thing. And usually not all the times, but uh, a lot of the time it means um, a smaller budget, which means they get more, they have to get more creative. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
yeah. Um, it it was um Transformers that the movie first yeah. premiered with. That's, that's right. right. And, and all that's you saw right. was the bad robot logo. Yeah. You didn't even get the title for Cloverfield. It was just Then you had the Statue party. of Liberty head throwing down. Yeah, and then the yeah. Statue yeah. of Liberty head and it was like, what the fuck was that? I thought that's it was Godzilla crazy. or something like yeah. that. But. Yeah. Yeah all, yeah, all I remember it was in the uh, the late aughts, as they say. The aughts. Yeah, yeah it was like 2007. Aughts. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's what that was one of the first. I mean, the whole world went to go see Transformers. That was a big, mm-hmm. that was a big deal. And yeah. that was the trailer. And it was, yeah. it was pretty awesome. And you had, I mean, it was 100% a teaser. Right? You had no idea what the hell you're getting yourself into. Yeah. It yeah. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I th- so I think uh, movie watching is such a fascinating experience and we all kind of do it in different ways. I know that Justin, um, he prefers movies in the dark, um, but I'm sure he watches movies that, in, that are in the light. And I think Paranormal Activity is a great example of a film that needs to be seen at night, you know, in the dark in nearly complete science. Uh, I had my fridge running because I'm not going to unplug my fridge, but... This is a movie that that commands, uh, you know, or I should say demands uh, complete silence, just like a quiet place. Not only does it enhance the film, it puts the viewer in in a vicarious situation with the, the, the protagonists um, or antagonists at that. Uh, why should more movies be viewed like this, like in complete silence, and complete dark, really immersive? Um, and then what other films can you list that require a nighttime quiet viewing experience? We'll uh, we'll start with Justin. Sure. I mean, I think all movies should be viewed that way. I mean, when you go to the movie theater, the lights dim for you, right? Like it's it's part of the immersion, as you said, it's the, the experience uh, to where you forget that you're in the movie theater for a second and it's just, just you in the screen. And so it's really hard to replicate that. I know now we all have these giant, I say we all, but you know, a lot of people have very large televisions and they're mounted on the walls and you can have sort of that theatrical experience, but it still doesn't compare to what it, what you see when you actually go to the movie theater. And that's just, that's helps your enjoyment factor. Right? It's, it's really hard for me to think of a movie that I hated in theaters because a lot of times I just like it a little bit more because of the experience of being with all those people and watching it, uh, you know, on a big screen in the dark. Right. So, I mean, when having to deal with like the pandemic and watching stuff at home, you know, like Bill and Ted is a perfect example. You know, I enjoyed it, but I think I would have loved it a lot more if I saw it in, in a theater and just being with a bunch of other fans of Bill and Ted. Same goes for uh, God, King Kong vs. Godzilla, right? That's a monster movie with all kinds of crazy shit happening, and I'm watching it on my TV in my living room. That <laughs> yeah. that wasn't cool. <laughs> you know, I needed, I needed to have the buildings crumbling all around me in a movie theater with 30 speakers and it being amazing. And I didn't get that. Mortal Kombat, same thing. You know, I'm watching that at home on my couch at like 4.30 in the afternoon. And <laughs> I fell asleep. I had to rewatch it. I was like, God damn it. I was like done with my day at work. And I'm just laying on the couch and I fell asleep. That wouldn't have happened in the theater. So for me, I, I just think it's very important. You mentioned A Quiet Place. That's another movie where if it's your first time seeing it and you don't see it in the theater, that's a crying shame. Yeah. That's just a, that's a very much a missed opportunity. I agree. David, what about you? Yeah, I I definitely echo all all of those sentiments. I mean, there's definitely something to be said about experiencing uh, really any movie, you know, at the theaters um, in complete darkness, uh, especially if, you know, there's like 
it's a packed theater or, you know, you go with friends or, you know, a little bit of both. Um, it's just, it's more fun that way. You know, we've talked on the geek garage, uh, several times about how we're big proponents of movie theaters and when it looked like for a while, movie theaters weren't going to be a thing. Like we just dedicated a whole episode to like kicking rocks and be like, fucking bring movie theaters back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like, um, uh, you know, watching it in the dark, um, you know, just shutting off everything that you possibly can, uh, both physically and mentally and just experiencing the movie. Uh, I, I think like movies like hereditary that primarily take place at night. Um, I mean, mo- a lot of horror movies obviously do, but like hereditary in particular, like I remember seeing that for the first time and I watched it, uh, it wasn't at night, but it was kind of like during sunset. And I didn't, I literally didn't see certain things. I I won't spoil it for people that haven't seen hereditary, but um, on my second viewing, I, I watched it like at (laughs) like 10 o'clock at night with all the lights off. And I literally saw more stuff than I did the first time around. Uh, So that's definitely, you know, an advantage of, you know, just shutting everything down and, you know, pulling all your focus to the the film is, totally. you know, getting more out of it that way. Yeah. yeah. See, I like to see scary movies by myself in the theater because then I'm even <laughs> more fucking scared because I got no one to like hold on to or, and I'm just like, fuck, when's this movie going to be over? Oh my God. And so I, I get so scared when I'm by myself in the theater, just this big old place, especially if there's only a couple of people in the theater with me. And it's even more scary. It's like, oh, that guy's going to fucking murder me any second. <laughs> he just followed me to the bathroom. And there's a hole <laughs> yeah. in the stall door. Yeah, because yeah. it just, it just, it's a heightened sense, right? And so yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I'm on edge. And, and all that adrenaline's going through me. And I just enjoy the movie a lot more because of it. And I'm not afraid of being, I, I mean, I love being scared in movies. And it's, it's like my favorite thing. I love being uncomfortable. Talked about that on the show a thousand times. And seeing a horror movie by myself, I'm always just like, I don't like I'm gonna keep my eyes open but I want to close them but you know I'm a big boy so I gotta keep them open but I'm scared the whole time so that's just part of the fun for me and I don't even if I'm sitting in the house and it's dark um, and there's the dogs barking or I hear something weird outside for me it's not nearly as scary as if I'm in a theater all by myself yeah some of the ones that I thought of, the movies that I thought of were like Insidious, because that movie's just dark in general. Um, Sinister, same kind of thing. Saw, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the the remake. Um, the, the original is pretty bright, honestly. Uh, and then Wrong Turn, that movie is so dark for some reason. It's just like really oh, hard to see. It's that like, movie's gross. Yeah, it's gross, <laughs> but it's just a really dark, a darkly lit film. Poorly <laughs> yeah. lit. Um, the Descent, same thing. I mean, they're in ca- they're in caverns, you know. Uh, Mm. yeah i said sinister uh the conjuring and then a quiet place i think all those demand like you know nighttime quiet you have to turn up your subwoofers and just listen for all of it and my favorite thing about watching this movie last night i've seen this movie like a hundred times but uh, watching paranormal activity again is just you hear the low hums and the subtitles are great because it's like low humming and you're like whoa (laughs) i can Mm -hmm. feel it (laughs) so (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah especially if you have like a soundbar or something. Oh yeah. They, but you know what's interesting too is like um, with Jaws, they have those screenings where you go out and you walk, you sit in the water like on a floaty <laughs> oh, or some shit. Fuck that. And I don't care if it's one in the afternoon. There's no fucking way nope. I'm doing that. I just I can't. I, Are you I, kidding I, me? No. Not in the cards. That is that is just awful to me. I hate that. That is torture. Yeah. Every time, every time I paddleboard. So in the summertime, I, I stand at paddleboard a lot, and I'll, I'll jump in the water just because it's it gets hot and stuff. And I know that there's like algae and these things down below and I purposely find spots that don't have it because I know if something tickles my feet, I'm going under. Something's going to mm-hmm. pull me. I've seen enough scary movies to know that something's going to pull me under. <laughs> I refuse. So there's no way in hell I would go to that screening of Jaws in a swimming pool. Like where people yeah. are tickling your toes. <laughs> no. Hard <Yes>. no <laughs> pass. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, the very first time I saw Paranormal Activity, I went home that night, a 20 two-year-old Zachary Dale Rancourt and um, I had a really hard time falling asleep. Uh, my really cool mundane superpower is just this ability to fall asleep like within five minutes and I, I can I can practically fall asleep anywhere but for some reason after this movie I had a hard time falling asleep. It really got me on edge and I was constantly listening to every bump in the night you know every in the house as I tried to kind of shut my mind off. What films for you guys shook you to your core and made it hard to sleep? And then opposite of that, what films do you think should have terrified you, but instead you were like, well, this is this is merely nothing. I don't know if there's really one movie out there that honestly made it really difficult to go to sleep afterwards. Like maybe I stayed up a little bit longer than I normally would and, and like just um, you know, bookended my night with some office or parks and rec or something like that. And then I was like, all right, I'm good to go. Um, but yeah, like, I'd say it would have to be like some of the early stuff that I, I saw, like earlier in my childhood, um, and, and like early teens. Like I remember renting, uh, back when renting movies from Blockbuster was a thing. I rented like this nineties, uh, alien documentary, uh, not a documentary on the movie alien, but like just aliens in general. Um, <laughs> and like, I think I rented that and fire in the sky. Cause I was going oh, through God. like, like oh, a crazy, yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, but, uh, yeah, I, I went through this weird, like Tom DeLong aliens phase in, uh, in my, early teens where I was just like obsessed with aliens. And um, uh, this was at the beginning where I was like first starting to like watch some stuff and, and see like artist renderings. And uh, I, I just, I freaked myself out at one point in time where I was just like, Oh, like <laughs> I'm going to have to like not look at this shit for a while. Um, but yeah, like, other than that, like, you know, Hereditary, I'd say, is probably one of the more recent ones. I, I apologize. I know I just brought up this movie, um, but I watched it on a terrible day. Like, one of my kids uh, had, like, a, a nasty little spill. We were visiting my parents, and uh, they have had one of those... Uh, um, driveways that's uh, it's not concrete it's like the uh like that was it like aggregate rock or whatever where it, yeah. it's like pe- pebbles um and it's like in a in a cement i'm doing a shitty job <laughs> describing i know what you're talking about i don't know what it's called okay. but i know exactly what you're talking about 
Okay. Um, well, uh, it had just rained like earlier in the day. So the driveway was really slick and my son, Charlie, he was like running around the car, like doing donuts. Um, like you do. And, uh, and then he like slipped and fell. And it was like the first time that I experienced like, like that pain of like being a parent and having a kid and like not really being able to do anything. And like, there was blood. I was like, Oh my God, the blood. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, I just felt like a fucking failure as a parent. And well, you know, the fact that I, all I could do was just like, you know, help, patch them up and stuff it just and then everyone was like trying to like make me feel better and so it just ruined my entire friggin' night and then i go home and i'm like i'm gonna watch hereditary it's gonna be great <laughs> and boy was that a mistake i i didn't even finish it like i i got to you know that scene that you know the the one that we all know the ones that have seen it um, and I was like, that's going to be it for me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that was a I, shocking scene. Holy yeah. shit. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, careful to not lose your head over it. Uh, oh, but, boy. It always um, comes at an inconvenient time for people, too. I had a buddy that was like, they were eating like a steak dinner and they were watching it at home. <laughs> and they was like, well, we're done. Like, I don't want to eat anymore. I was eating a head yeah. of lettuce at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, for the most part, I mean... Uh, you know, there really hasn't been a whole lot that has like shook me to my core um, and made a um, made it really difficult to to fall asleep. Um, what uh, what was part B of of your question? I, I remember part A, but oh, that's okay. Um, what films do you think should have terrified you, but instead were just merely nothing? So you know, movies where people are like, "Oh my god, it's so scary." So for me, like, I'll give an example: Bird Box. People were going ape shit over, and I'm like, "This movie sucks." Or like The Exorcist. We were talking about that earlier, and I was like, "This movie fucking sure. sucks." <laughs> yeah. Um, Bird Box. Bird boy. Girl. Bird. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah, She's like, uh, "You got gum on my boat." <laughs> got gum. gum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I all second Bird Box. Um, everyone was um, just hyping that movie up. Was like, you got to watch Bird Box, and so I, I did the Bird Box Bandersnatch thing that weekend where I, oh, yeah. I did both. And um, Bandersnatch was cool, but uh, Bird Box, I was like, this is fucking lame. Um, I guess uh, oh, there was one that I just saw recently. Um, oh yeah, so I know there's a you know big debate among. Uh, Halloween fans, the movie franchise about Halloween three season of the witch, you know, some people, some people, it, it, it tends to be very polarizing. Uh, you know, people either love it or they hate it. People that love it, they can find a way to separate the fact that there is no Michael Myers and just enjoy it as like a Michael Myers list, you know, standalone Halloween movie that has nothing to do with the rest of the Halloween franchise. And there's other people that fucking hate it simply for the fact that there's no Michael Myers. Um, I was able to separate the fact that there was no Michael Myers. However, um, I didn't think it was that great. Like there was some cool effects. Uh, like I love practical effects. Like I love when um, filmmakers lean on um, those, those practical in-camera effects more than the special effects because they tend to age a lot better uh, because CG just evolves so quickly. Um, so I appreciated some of the, you know, the effects, but really I was just like, this movie is kind of boring. Um, <laughs> it, 
and, and then like more days till Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> yeah, and then like the love, then the like the love interest. I was like, yeah. this seems really forced and also kind of gross because he was old enough to be her dad. I'm sure. So, um, you know, that's that's its own thing. But uh, <laughs> but that's probably the most recent one where I was just like, uh, everyone told me it was you know if you can separate the fact that there's no Michael Myers and you'll enjoy it. And I was like, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> so yeah yeah okay justin do you have any that shook you to your core and then maybe ones that you were like me that's nothing yeah uh you know i'm with i'm with david on the fire in the sky when they, when we get to see that <laughs> alien abduction yeah i was like 13 or 14 or something and i was just like fuck me dude i'm never going out in the woods that's, <laughs> that sucks and uh I just I hated that whole scene. I mean, it was a really cool payoff. It's kind of a slow burn movie, and so when you finally get to see the like, did it happen? Is he just crazy? Is he lying? Whatever. And then when you see it, you're just like, "Fuck me, dude, that's crazy." Uh, I remember that not sitting well with me. And then uh, the remake for The Hills Have Eyes. You know that movie I think is so good. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And you know, I saw it in the theater. And when I came out, like the whole theater was screaming at the, all the same parts and we were all into it. Everyone was loving every second of it. We go outside, it's pouring rain, it's thunder and lightning, it's that thunder that's so loud that that just like you cracks your chest a little bit. You're just like, fuck me, get the hell out of here. And it was chubby rain and it was just really intense. We're, we're, we're running to the car and like when I got home, I was just like fuck dude like I, i'm too wired to go to bed right now so i was more wired than shook to my core i suppose but um i, I that one probably did a number on me like because i i still hate going out in the desert and i'm from the desert and so i just always am just kind of weary of desert travel i don't want to break down in some fucking hillbilly <laughs> cannibal kill me because that it just seems like that's the way that's going to happen. You know, <laughs> I end up in a Alanis Morissette ironic song and, and it's going to really piss me off. And um, as far as movies that, you know, the opposite of that, I mean, I would say this, I don't think this movie's scary at all. Like it, what? paranormal activity does nothing for me. Wow. I think this movie's a fucking snooze fest. And Cochise over here. Yeah. Tough guy. <laughs> I, just, I think it's boring. I, wow. and every, t- every time Mika looks at her with, uh, the camera what's her name is her name kate katie, name is? katie. yeah uh every time he looks at katie and she's just like turn off the camera and he's like no i got this fucking ouija board and she's like i told you not to buy one he's like i didn't buy one it was a gift from the queen of fucking san diego and check this out it's pretty sweet <laughs> and i'm just like oh my god i can't take it i hate this movie so i'm i this movie is one that everyone's freaked out about and the chills going down their spine <laughs> steven spielberg the man that terrified me from the ocean is scared of this movie mm-hmm. and and i it doesn't do anything for me it's so crazy how that works fascinating huh mm, okay yeah all right That's very interesting so yeah Okay, well, to follow up on that, for the films that were overrated, so like this one apparently, and uh, Exorcist, and Fire I see, I don't the even sky. like the word overrated, <laughs> because sure. I mean, Let, I let's don't just even say understand. our expectations, let's just say our okay. expectations were a lot higher, and we were kind of underwhelmed. Let's just say underwhelming. Would that be better? Sure. Okay. Because yeah. I, I don't think anyone ever uses overrated correctly. <laughs> true, so. true, true, true. I mean, if you're talking about a sense of like, that's a five star thing. Well, I'm like, well, I probably should have been two stars. I mean, that's that's well, overrated, but I get what you mean. I get what so you mean. So like, like yeah. you guys mentioned Bird Box, right? What's, what's great about that? I mean, I don't, I personally didn't enjoy it, but what's cool about it is because Sandra Bullock was in it 
it brought this whole other group, this whole other demographic to watch this horror movie that people wouldn't normally watch. But they're like, oh, Sandra Bullock's in it. I like Sandra Bullock, so I'm going to watch it. So even my mom watched Bird Box. And so <laughs> it has that going for it. Like it brought people to together to watch a horror movie, which I think is kind of cool. And so whether you and, and it might be different because people aren't used to watching that kind of movie. So they're like, oh, wow, that was pretty cool. You know, it wasn't too gory. It wasn't too scary. Mm-hmm. It was more of like this psychological experiment like how would people react if they were told not to look at something or to stay inside and it's like fast forward to today and you got the same fucking assholes right the people that <laughs> that that don't know how to behave and all i gotta do is get a fucking shot and they won't do it and it's, it's amazing like how it parallels and it's 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 really kind of interesting when you think about it because yeah. we are literally seeing Bird Box came out, what, like Christmas of 2019 or something like, or 2018, right? Mm-hmm. And then two years later, there's this whole thing that we're dealing with, which is, yeah, we don't die when we look at it, but uh, there's a lot of people that just can, can't follow rules. Same <laughs> fucking thing. Drives me nuts. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. Now I'm mad. Now, <laughs> now I'm all flustered. <laughs> but I do think that had, the movie has merits. So that's why I don't think that sure. Bird Box being overrated is a correct term okay well so but why do you think that uh if a movie is underwhelming if it if it under delivers from what you're kind of expecting so uh for an example it comes at night that was something that i was so excited to see it looked very scary when i saw it i was like wait what that was it i was so disappointed in it and um i was thinking about it you know i mean why can that be problematic for us? Like, are we just desensitized to violence and horror or like what other things are there? So like, David, what do you think? I've made this argument uh, a couple times on the podcast uh, where like, I I think it's possible for like hardcore horror fans, like people that pretty much only watch horror to become a little desensitized over time. Uh, But still like, I think, you know, an argument could be made against it. However, the argument that I like to make is that uh, the people that enjoy horror movies tend to be the the most well-adjusted people living on the planet. And that's because I feel like watching horror helps balance out your physical and mental equilibrium. So you're like it, intentionally exposing yourself to this, whether it's graphic violence or, you know, psychological terror or, you know, what have you, you're, you're kind of like, you're voluntary, voluntarily subjecting yourself to it. And so you're like tipping the scale. So they like have to balance out. Um, that's just how I've personally perceived it. And I bounced this idea off of like several other people that really enjoy, uh, the horror genre and, they've helped me fill in the blanks when this was just like an idea with like four words and they're like, yeah, like I totally understand what you get. And I was like, validation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's kind of where I stand on it. As far as like movies that like didn't really live up to the hype, like, uh, not horror related. Uh, I would throw Avatar in there. Like people hyped that <laughs> movie, movie up <laughs> so much, and then like I ended up going. I-, I had to see it like the following weekend after it came out, like the second or third weekend. And I walked out and I was like, the graphics were great, but like I 
feel like I've seen this movie already. <laughs> Turns out that I already had like five times, yeah. like Fern Gully and Dances Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, Avatar was definitely the front runner when I was wow. reading over that question. So okay, yeah. Justin, what about you? That's interesting about Avatar because I feel like it's a story that has to be retold because we're just not getting it. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> humans are failing this planet. And I think that's why you need to revisit that story. Especially it's Columbus gotta... Day, not Indigenous Peoples Day. <laughs> Especially no. if you got to go to a whole other planet and fuck that one up too. Oh then that's, that's the problem. You need the unantanium, Justin. Oh you need God. the unantanium. <laughs> Tell me about it. Unantanium. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need crates of it. Someone um, wrote that shit down. I know. <laughs> they should be ashamed of themselves. I bet they're proud of it. I bet they, wrote, I bet they called their mama right away. I'm like, dude, check this shit out. Mama, we made it. <laughs> uh, you're right, though, about, Zach, about it comes at night. And I think the reason why that one was so disappointing is because I didn't even know what the hell it was about <laughs> when I went to go see it. Like, the trailer didn't tell me anything. There was something that comes at night, and I love Joel Edgerton. <laughs> what I'm is like, it? What is coming? it? <laughs> I can't wait to see it. And, and it, it doesn't really come the way I thought it, never it was came. Coming. The girls never came. The girls never <laughs> came. Exactly. And I, I just remember, you know, I saw it with, with, um, with I believe it was Brett and my buddy Corey, and we just kind of looked over at each other like, what the fuck is this movie that we're watching? Like, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but like, it's like, when's it going to get good? And the only part that was really good is when they stumble upon those, those neighboring hunters or whatever, and you don't know what's going to happen. You know, that human element was way more scary than anything that was going to come at night, you know? And that's something that I always like and appreciate is, is, you know, walking dead, right? The scariest thing isn't the fucking zombies. It's, it's the humans that are, you got to deal with to, to try and survive. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was always interesting to me. And so, uh, it is tricky, I guess, but, um, I don't remember what the question was. anymore. <laughs> why are we desensitized to these things and, and, and horror films? Like, why are we desensitized to, to, to this? And, and Oh, that's right. And so, you know, curbs I, our I expectations. Know. Right. So for me, I don't know if I am desensitized, like, especially since the horror that I enjoy is stuff that I could see myself getting into, uh, like in everyday life, you know, like, like breakdown with Kurt Russell, the car breaks down, the wife gets kidnapped. That could happen to anybody. Um, Hills have eyes. Same thing. Driving through this desert, your car breaks down, you get all four flat tires and your trailer is all messed up, whatever that could happen to me. You know, home invasion movies. Uh, you know, you, you, someone's screaming at the door, pounding on your door to let me in. You open up the door and it's four other assholes with like bats or guns or something (laughs) like that's all shit that could totally happen. And that's scary to me, but I don't think that the ghost stuff, uh, until I have some crazy thing happen to me, it's just not going to bother me. You know, as soon as my walls start bleeding, sure. Then I'm fucking scared and I'm going to run outside (laughs) and I'm never coming back in. And and I, and I've, I accept that, but watching it on TV, it never has had an impact on me. I'm like, yeah, okay. Especially when you see the ghost. This movie does a really good job of not showing us the ghost. Because as soon as you do, it's immediately not scary anymore. At least for me. Because you know it's just some... Regardless of how far we've come with technology, it's just a visual effect. Right? That's all it is. It's some computer-generated thing that's supposed to scare me, and it doesn't. But on the flip side of that, video games. I could be playing a video game with my headphones on. Like something like Outlast, where I'm in some insane asylum, and some 
crazy fucking guy is chasing after me forget <laughs> about it i'm peeing all over myself it's terrifying <laughs> but I'm, I'm immersed because of the headphones yeah. and you know i'm trying to i'm fighting for my character's survival or whatever but a movie it's some other asshole that's gonna die <laughs> it's not me and right. so i don't really care as much but so i don't know if, if i'm desensitized to horror movies per se but if it's something that is relatable to me is, is something that could happen i'm gonna be extra scared yeah uh, that's just uh, that's more of a fiction versus reality sort of argument versus you know just being desensitized. Uh, you know, and and that's a good uh, moving on point because one of the reasons that I'm I'm pretty good with scary movies is because I know how to separate that that real versus fake that you know that uh, nonfiction versus fiction. I I don't believe in vampires. I don't believe in zombies, werewolves, or swearwolves. And I don't believe in demonic dolls. If Chucky was real, I would beat the shit out of Chucky and then credits. <laughs> um, this movie, on the other hand, really made my skin crawl. Uh, you guys, are you guys believers of any paranormal activity, whether it's demons, poltergeists, uh, uh, regular ghosts like Casper? I don't know. And then also, have you personally experienced a ghost or a demon incident? Uh, I don't want to dismiss that they exist. Uh, I think that there's always some sort of weird circumstances that are unexplainable. I do think there's a lot of things that people just don't have uh, a legitimate reason for explaining why so why something happened. Um, I have I remember one time when all my cupboards were open, and I, I know that I didn't do it because I fucking hate I hate open doors and I hate open cupboards. I'm always going around the house closing shit, and <laughs> I don't know if it was my cat or my significant other, but all my cupboards were open and it annoyed me. I was like, God damn it, who did this? And then. Another time, uh, I had these tubs, these, these stackable tubs, and the bottom one's always hard to open because the other ones on top are heavy. And on the bottom one was all my like Christmas sweater type stuff, you know, like winter clothes that I never really wear. And so they're on the bottom drawer that I can't open. And that was open and all my sweaters were out of it. I never did that. I don't sleepwalk. But one day I woke up and they were all on the floor. And I thought that was kind of weird. But I don't have an explanation for it. But I hope it wasn't a ghost. And if they were, I hope they were friendly. And I hope they didn't follow me. <laughs> what about you david uh so officially i'd say i'm on the fence but i, I i'm i'm with justin like i i think it's pretty um uh it's there's just so much about this world uh this realm if you will that we we just don't know about so i think it's a little um presumptuous or, or you know uh, jump of the gun to just be so dismissive that there are no spirits and you know demons ghosts whatever but uh i i do feel like there are um i forget someone explained to me um like last year uh that, like some people just have a greater sensitivity to to ghosts like some people will go their entire life without experiencing any sort of like otherworldly celestial spiritual um, experience and then other people you know see one or two things others they feel like they're haunted their entire fucking life um, <laughs> like the warrens <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they make money see <laughs> yeah yeah um with that said i do think that i have had one at least one personal experience. Uh, I think it was had to be around 2015, um, and I was uh, I was working two jobs. Uh, I 
at the time Were I was you working work- as a waitress in a cocktail bar? Because that would be amazing. <laughs> as much as true. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. Um, I mean, kind of. I, w- I was a barista at Starbucks. Don't uh, count it. That counts. Yeah. Um, one of the greatest places to uh, to have a part-time job, by the way. It's a, it's a pretty cool gig for, you know, some spare change. But anyways. Um, this isn't I- hot enough. I said extra super mega hot. <laughs> Uh, okay yeah now now i'm having like nightmare flashbacks to my barista days and just oh god um that that's no ice in my lemonade (laughs) um but uh yeah so i was driving home it had to be like you know 10 10 30 at night pretty late um like i said i was working two jobs at the time and so i'm getting uh, i'm maybe about five minutes away from my house and there is uh, right before uh, the uh, the turnoff from my house. There's like this stretch of about a mile where it's it's just straight. And I always go uh, really slow. Like no matter what time of day, I always go really slow down this road because there's like deer. Um, and it's like one of the last areas in um, this part of Nashville that <laughs> hasn't been steamrolled and they put up a parking lot or, you know, uh, a skyscraper or whatever. And, uh, so like deer like to cross the road right here. So I slowed down and as I'm slowing down, I actually see like this, this woman in the distance walking, uh, on my side of the road. And there appears to be like some sort of like white, like fuzzy aura around her. And I know she's, she is African-American and as I'm getting closer, like it just feels off. It just feels weird. And like, as I'm getting closer, it seems like it looks like she's wearing this very old, like old timey nightgown from like the late 1800s, early 1900s. Like one of those one piece type deals where yeah, yeah, all, where it's, all the way down. Yeah. yeah it, it could have been a nightgown. It could have been, uh, like an old school, like wedding dress. Like it, it was just very like elaborate, but in that old timey way, like a lot of lace, a lot of a uh, doily type of material, but um, it's just really weird. And the closer I got, like I just had this sinking feeling in my stomach that I have not had to this day uh, where I was just, I, I passed her and I was like, I think that was a fucking ghost. Um, here's the kicker. <clears throat> it was right. Uh, are, are you guys familiar with, um, the, there's the part in part of Nashville called, um, Hermitage, but there is the Hermitage, uh, where Andrew Jackson lived the president. Okay. Well, um, that, it, it's, that's why the reason that's the reason why the town is, uh, the city is called Hermitage is because the Hermitage where Andrew Jackson lived, uh, that's where his, uh, his house currently resides real quick and i think it's funny that we shook our heads on an audio <laughs> yeah sorry we, we, we meant no <laughs> yeah. uh, well when you do video it's uh you know things things can kind of get lost in translation sure. i guess sorry um, about that <laughs> It's funny shit. Um, but no, so I I actually think that it could have been the ghost of one of Andrew Jackson's slaves because uh, he did, in fact, have slaves on his plantation. I confirmed it with one of my friends who is a uh, 
um, has a degree and a master's degree in um, history. And so I was like, if there's anyone to ask, it, it would be this person. And she actually gave, used to give tours at the Hermitage. Wow. Um, and I was like, I told her my story and she was like, I can't speak to uh, obviously I can't speak to the validity of your story. Um, it sounds scary as shit. Uh, but yes, I can confirm that, uh, you know, uh, he owned slaves and he owned slaves there. So that is my theory. Um, wow. I, I think I saw a ghost pretty sure. <laughs> uh, and, um, I, I think it was one of the, uh, the, the ghost of one of the slaves of Andrew Jackson. Um, so Jeez, that's you better, nuts. You better start filming yourself now. We'll get a big old camera and start filming yourself at night. Cause Cause a big sounds, light on it. A big sounds light exhausting. And leave the light on at inconvenient times. Holy crap, man. I, I do think that like, you know, I love entertaining the idea of, of different realities. Uh, you know, I was a big fan of the show fringe and I liked how there was this portal to this other reality. And there's these episodes where sometimes the two cross over and, and one building might be like six inches further in, in the other reality. And then when they merge together, people get like stuck in walls and stuff like that. And when I was watching it, I started thinking about what if these unexplained things are just two different realities sort of colliding for a second. And that is why there's no evidence. It's gone. You know, it, it was there for a second. Now it's gone. And stuff like that always just kind of tripped me out. Like, I mean, obviously it's a TV show, but I love the entertain the idea that, there's a million different realities out there and every once in a while to collide. And that's the inexplainable reason why something isn't there anymore. <laughs> it, isn't that the, uh, what they've used to possibly describe deja vu it, is oh, like, maybe. It, it, it's know. like multiverse theory. Like they, yeah. they cite that and they're like uh, deja vu. Whenever you have like a, a deja vu, like episode, it's actually you experiencing another version of yourself and another, uh, universe yeah that's crazy i think it's a glitch in the matrix that's what i learned (laughs) we're all just batteries in some yeah some goo right when i when i see two black cats walk across i'm like oh that's weird yeah it's a glitch in the matrix see yeah fascinating you you guys and your ghosts and your multiverses and your werewolves and your vampires werewolves so, you know, we've discussed the merit of horror sequels in previous podcasts, and David even did a recent episode of the Geek Garage podcast on best and worst horror sequels. Paranormal Activity started as an indie darling, and quickly the producers saw dollar signs. They had dollar signs in their eyes. Have you seen any of the sequels, and did they do anything for you? And should they keep going, or should they stop? And need I remind you, they are making a new one that is available on the 29th of October. Yeah, on Paramount Plus, is called Paranormal Activity Next of Kin got the Amish people in it. It's crazy looking. But uh, yeah, uh, Justin, uh, have you seen any of the sequels? Uh, and did they do anything for you? And do you think they should keep going or stop? I haven't seen the sequels, but as long as they're, you know, employing people and creating jobs, then sure, go for it. Keep making them. <laughs> I mean, people love them. They wouldn't keep doing it if they're yeah. if they're not making money. People seem to enjoy them. Uh, so I say go for it. OK. And this one's kind of a, isn't it kind of like a reboot, though? The next like, uh, kin, yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know because they say like my mom was a, a ghost, or I don't know what they say, right? Because I feel like the, the other ones are kind of following the same sort of yeah story the, and the lineage other ones, and everything, right? All of and, them, all of them tie into this Katie and Mika thing right. at a certain degree. I, I, if, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, David, but yeah, all of them kind of tie in or they have a point, which you know, yep. That yeah, is, I feel yeah. like this new one was supposed to reboot it in some way and maybe even move on. Two didn't boot it, 
but I don't I don't know for sure though. <laughs> David is texting me and he said he watched all of them and I I apologize that you had to waste your time with all that crap, so. <laughs> Dude, um well, I mean Justin if you're uh, I'll wait until you're finished unless you're you're I am done. I consider okay. the matter closed. <laughs> Whoa. You're and slamming then, a lot. Yeah. Um, too many Slim Jims. <laughs> Step to a Slim Jim. No Slim Jims. <laughs> Two minutes. Uh, <laughs> three three minutes. minutes. You got three minutes there with the bone saw. Um, but no, uh, so I, uh, as of last night, I have seen all of the, um, all six, six movies. All six. Yeah. yeah it, I, when, uh, you know, when Zach, uh, Zach Zachary, um, when he sent me the, the list of episodes you guys were doing, I, I was like, I want to do paranormal activity. That sounds like fun. And also gave me the opportunity to watch the sequels that I had not watched yet. Um, and, and so I bought the, uh, the Blu-ray set on Amazon, pretty good deal. It's like 15 bucks, but it came with all six, uh, movies. Um, and then I was like, Oh yeah, now I got to like set up in, in front of a TV that has an actual DVD player. Like I can't like, I got <laughs> yeah. so, I realized how spoiled I am, how I like, or uh, like if I'm like multitasking, like I can no longer like be like, Oh, just like recast it to my phone. And then I'll just take it on the go. Nope. You got to sit there and watch it fucker. Um, but yeah, I, so, uh, I had seen one through four, um, up until this point and then this uh this week i watched five and six and i will say i think this franchise uh is getting slept on like i I think it's it's up there for me as far as solid horror franchises go like I, i think that they do a really good job of tying everything back to the main central story without doing any kinds of like crazy rewrites and um being like oh never mind like that wasn't a thing like the friday the 13th franchise like we love it because it's terrible uh <laughs> like they've you know they've rebooted it and like they're just like oh never mind like three through five like this is doing something completely different like we love it because it's a mess um but with this like <clears throat> i feel like every director that that came on to do each sequel wanted to like you know quote unquote pay their respects to the first one and make sure that everything continues to tie back into the original um and so that's one thing that i uh, probably the thing i appreciated the most um and also like they're just they're good like they're not great like i'd say um one two and three are by far the best like three is my favorite um it takes place in the 80s it takes place uh in santa rosa which is where i grew up in california um and uh there's a a, an earthquake in the movie and i was like i remember those um (laughs) and uh yeah i i I was totally expecting them to go off the rails um after after three and Honestly, like I like them all. Uh, they, wow. you know, they didn't, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say they got any better, but like, I still honestly enjoyed the heck out of them. Um, and I think more people should go watch them. Uh, I, I know six sequels, um, or five sequels, I guess, uh, 10 is a little bit big of an ask, but you know, how many like <laughs> nightmare on Elm street movies are there? And, um, 
Halloweens and <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm still catching up with all that, but you know, since uh, you guys invited me for this episode, I-, I wanted to bring my a game. So I was like, you know, screw it. Even if like, we don't talk about all the sequels, like I'm still going to watch them anyways. And I enjoyed all of them. I, I love them all. So. Well, we are yeah. consummate professionals. I mean, <laughs> clearly anybody who's right. seen us in person knows professionals. <laughs> well, I mean, it's okay to, for me to make an ass out of myself on my own <laughs> podcast because that's my own podcast and that's what go. I'm known for. Uh, that's what my listeners come to expect. But for you guys, it's a different story. So, yeah, I really like. So I really love number one. Number two is me. Number three, I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four is garbage, in my opinion. Number five, I have not seen. And number six, I have not seen. And so then I will probably watch the next of kin and hopefully it'll tie it all in. But I watched uh, some stuff that like it was. A, this is what happened in these movies. So I pretty much watched them. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, even if you just rent them for a couple bucks, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I'd say they're worth the watch, even if you read the synopsis. Like, yeah, you, you kind of get the gist. And I'll definitely agree with you on four. Uh, it's kind of a snooze fest. And other than like the the Xbox, what yeah, was it? Like the Kinect thing. Um, like that was kind of cool. Like it brought in a new element of like a way to see the ghost in a way that we haven't seen. Um, so it, it was kind of cool. And I felt like that didn't really come off too gimmicky which is what I've always been afraid with with this franchise is like the next step. Like, well, what are they going to do next to make it scary? Um, and I'm always afraid. What, <laughs> what I'm scared of the most is that they're going to employ some gimmick that just like falls flat and causes me to roll my eyes in the back of my head. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, four was a little bit of a snooze fest, but five and six, they're, they're pretty good. So. Yeah. So um, I talked about it earlier, but this movie had a really radical viral marketing campaign. And if if you aren't familiar with it, uh, you can most likely find old clips on YouTube. I think if you just type paranormal activity trailer, uh, it's like, you know, in 2007, we screened it to an audience in L.A. or whatever. And they do the whole audience reaction shots uh, with like a night vision camera to basically pump how terrifying the movie was. And they followed it up uh, by saying, hey, it's playing in these select cities. If you don't have it, go demand it. Right. And like a demand button on your on your AOL desktop. Um, (laughs) Even before my in-person viewing in theaters, like I I said, the usher came down and we did a screen contest. And while this kind of marketing can ultimately be good, this, this viral marketing that gets things going, one could argue that too much hype can be problematic. Uh, how did the viral marketing campaign help or hurt the film in your guys' opinions, David? Uh, I think it helped. Uh, honestly, like this was, uh, you know, only a few years after like Facebook was a thing and like MySpace, you know, had already been going pretty strong for several years. Uh, but like, and I don't even think Twitter was a thing yet uh, when this movie came out. I mean, if it was released widely in 2009 so i guess twitter would have been a thing but anyway like social media wasn't what it is today so like marketing on the internet just wasn't really much of an option um at this point in time kind of crazy to think about like only like 12 years ago like that was the circumstances but yeah i I think like you know I, i think an argument could be made that it was a little cheesy little cheese ball to uh 
to have this as your marketing campaign, but I think it was effective. Like I can't remember any other movies that did this, uh, where it showed like the night vision reaction shots from, uh, you know, the people in the audience. Uh, I mean, I, I clearly remember seeing it on, on TV and I was like, Oh, like what's going on here. (laughs) Uh, And that's what initially enticed me to, uh, to want to go see it. You know, like I said, I had to wait until, uh, digital video disc. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, I thought, you know, pretty, pretty neat marketing campaign. You know, you got to do what you got to do to get your movie off the ground and <laughs> exactly. get it in front of people. Yeah. Justin, what about you? How do you yeah, think this I, is uh, problematic or anything? Well, I think it, in this case, I think it was brilliant as someone that, that works in marketing. I think that this is fantastic. The very idea of going to screeners and filming people's reactions, uh, whether it's real or not, uh, it got people saying, well, I have to see this movie, right? It's like, oh, my God, it's so scary. I mean, they knew all along it was going to be playing in theaters, but they're just telling people, hey, go tell your movie theater that you want to go see it. Um, that That's that's not real. Like, it's 100% going to be playing in all these theaters. And for a no, movie that I costs, demanded it, Justin. So yeah, I'm the reason yeah. <laughs> I got to the Burlington yeah, movie theater. Exactly. Right. And so the very idea that it's too like planting this this seed this inception that it's too scary to be in theaters of course all the people are going to want to go see it. they're going to see what the fuss is all about so in this particular case i think it worked i mean you're getting people to talk about it in in a world where social media isn't necessarily a thing just yet and and it's all playground talk and and water cooler talk uh i think that's a really big deal and they hit the they hit the, the nail on the head with that one i mean it's six six movies now seven movies uh you know later fifteen thousand dollar movie that made almost 200 million dollars that's that's a big deal (laughs) so yeah uh and 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 there's this this realness to it right where thank you to the san diego police department for you know participating you know like when you read something like that at the very beginning then all of a sudden you start to think wait is this real you know like people that aren't familiar with it are going to be concerned you know they're gonna think that this was legitimately found footage right you know Blair Witch was the same way and you know they drop three people off in the woods and say okay just kind of fight for a couple hours and <laughs> and, and die and we'll call it a day and and that worked right you know you get you I remember waiting till the end to make sure that it was fake like hey this this is all fictitious or whatever no no any any human beings you know uh, the likeness thing, you know, it's purely coincidental, all that stuff. I was like, well, shit, did I just watch three people get killed on camera, you know? <laughs> and so, is this kind of snuff film? You know, what am I watching here? And so, I do think that it just gets people excited. And that's a good thing. You want to be excited to go to a movie. You don't, you don't want it to be a chore. Like, oh my god, another Ethan Hawke movie, <laughs> right? It's, it's, I can't wait to go see this movie. It's supposed to be really scary. I can't wait to see. And uh, And it was. People were freaked out. Yeah, and so I would say that even you know you mentioned Avatar earlier and how you uh, David you saw it a week after it had come out mm-hmm. and everyone's already like oh my god it's the greatest movie ever and blah 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 and it it was that word of mouth that hyped it up to where it it was the number one movie in theaters for a very long time <laughs> you know for yeah. ten years and you know it's it's a couple billion dollars and that says something right it it's. It, it might affect your opinion, but at the end of the day, not only did people go see it once, 
saw it twice, maybe three times, maybe that fourth time they saw it in fucking IMAX 3D or whatever. Yeah. And it made a lot of money. I think it's well said. Um, so I, like I said, I personally was terrified of this movie. I, uh, I shouldn't say terrified, but I got really freaked out watching this movie. Uh, why is that? Cause you don't well, even believe in ghosts. So, I mean, I'll or give you mine. So, or swearwolves. so my, so my question to you guys is what were the scariest scenes, if any, for you in paranormal activity? And it can be the entire franchise. Um, and so for me, Things like, I'll just go through them real quick. Paranormal Activity 3, you got everything that falls from the kitchen ceiling uh, when the mom is in there and it's really quiet and then it just goes boom. Like that was pretty crazy. The whole Bloody Mary scene because I did Bloody Mary with friends when we were younger and then same thing with like Candyman. It's like, oh God. Um, In Paranormal Activity 2, when Christy gets dragged down to the basement, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. And in this movie, uh, so the the two scenes that get me every single time uh, when... It's it's before she gets bitten, like a couple haunts before she gets bitten, but it's a really slow footstep, like a. I don't know if you can hear that or not, but really slow up the stairs and it progressively gets louder and then you hear a and then a like a really fast running and the door slams for some reason. Every I'm getting chills, like thinking about it, 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 <laughs> it puts my hair on end and um, because you can't see what's happening and it's like. You know, I can turn my shoulder right now and be like, what the hell is that sound? And I live alone. So never alone. Live alone. <laughs> I have upstairs neighbors and I hear shit all the time. And so like I sleep with a fan on my room to drown out any noise because it's science. If you don't hear sounds, that means the demons won't get you. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that scene always gets me. And then when Katie gets dragged from the bed to the hallway and she's like, Mika, 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 you know, and then gets the whole bite thing. It, it gives me chills. Just because it's 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 so much and you can't see it, so those are the scariest things for me, um, because you just can't see it. So you know, I can I can run away from Jason, I can run away from Freddy, but the demon, oh man, Toby. So what about you guys? Do you have any scary moments from from this franchise or this film? <laughs> yeah, what what are yours, David? For the people who who aren't seeing the video because we're not recording it, uh, Justin was shaking his head no. <laughs> it's like I I have nothing. Um... Yeah, every time, but just as an aside, uh, any time that Toby's name gets mentioned, I'm like, goodbye, Toby, it's been nice. <laughs> it's early morning yesterday. What's up? Hold it on. So, uh, yeah, there was there was a couple times where I was freaked out in, in the first one. I'm freaked out. I got most of my scares from the second and third one. Uh, so for the first one, um, the first time, like any of the, like the little stuff, like the, the footprints, uh, with, with the, uh, the, the flower or whatever they put down, I, I forget what they put down. It's like baby like, powder. Yeah, that's right. Um, like that, that was okay. Um, the scene that you, you just, uh, mentioned Zach, like, uh, that was pretty nuts. Um, that's probably you know, like number two for me. Like when the door just like, like just slam yeah. shut, like out of nowhere. I was like, like even right now, I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then probably the climax um, when uh, you know when she she screams for uh, Mika downstairs and he like jumps up out of bed and just runs downstairs and he's like, what the fuck? Ah! Like, yeah. Cause you don't know what's going on. You're just hearing screaming and you're hearing two voices and it's like, ah, yes. <laughs> it's so, like home alone. Don't worry, Harry. Yeah. I will, I will get, get him, him. <laughs> <laughs> right in the schnoz. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, you guys are getting duped. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, uh, in the sequel, when um, was it the uh, the sister uh, or who gets dragged down Christy. to the- Yeah. Uh, it was, was it Nicki Christy? Minaj's cousin's friend. Oh, boy. <laughs> Swollen testicles. Uh, yeah, when <laughs> Christy, it was the mom of the baby and yeah, uh, Katie's sister, she gets dragged down and same kind of thing. I mean, I was like, oh, God, PTSD again. And I, I don't like seeing her get dragged because she's just trying to scream and hold back and she's helpless and you can't see what's dragging her. And I just I don't like it one bit. Oh gosh! <laughs> yeah, um, and, and then uh, so for three, like I said, three is my favorite out of the franchise, and this is the only one I went to go see in theaters. I remember uh, my wife and I went to go see it, and I was super thrilled that it was still daylight outside when we got out because uh, I was <laughs> like, uh, yeah, uh, I was shook to my core. Um, but the uh, the one scene that stands out the most and zach you you had already mentioned it is um the the oscillating fan um like chef's kiss like one of my favorites uh like ways to film a scene in in cinematic history like it's it's cool yeah it's so like like stupid like the way he presents it he's like look honey like i put a fucking camera yeah. on top of this oscillating <laughs> fan um but it like amps up the tension like so much like it's so great for building suspense and you know she goes to check the front door no one's there she comes back and like everything is gone from the kitchen and it just all comes crashing down from the ceiling like i should have worn my brown pants to the theater <laughs> um, <laughs> because that was officially the moment where i shit my pants yeah um I uh, yeah, I just like it with it being so loud is just yeah. yeah, it's jarring. Yeah, and, and then when he opens up uh when they go to um her mom's house and he opens up the door and sees all the uh the um what are they, the, the midwives yeah, yeah the, the midwives and he's like, "Whoop, wrong door." Oh my god. Yeah. But, but yeah, like I was like, "Ah!" Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, it, like it uh, scared me. Uh, scared me quite a bit. So, yeah. yeah, Justin, you don't have any moments from this one that scared you at all. Like, no, you were, really, no, wow. never. Look at this guy over here, Mister <laughs> Mister Balls of Steel. Over here. <laughs> I just, I just don't think it was. I think only because it's found footage. Like, I immediately just dismiss everything. You know, like it's, yeah. it's. It's weird in a way because I just I know that it's two people. Same with like um, I don't know. It's just it's, this one just hit me. I think I think I just learned my lesson with Blair Witch. I think Blair Witch just kind of ruined found footage for me in a lot of ways. And in this one, I just couldn't get past them fighting, and and it, their fighting gets worse. And he's like, well, the fucking demon wasn't here until you showed up. And you're just like, okay, calm down, guys. (laughs) And so. Quite a guy. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I I hate these people. Like, just do something with them already. And so that was my problem. So even if there was something scary, it just didn't even faze me because I was so far removed from who these two people were that I didn't really care what happened to them. And I feel sad saying that, but that's just where my head was at. (laughs) Okay. I mean, that's why it's a movie. So Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. Well, I mean, that's all I really have for Paranormal Activity, the movie, and the comic book. Uh, Doing final thoughts and the letter grade. So how about we start with David? Your final thoughts and maybe your letter grade for this first movie. Uh, yeah. So like I said, I um, this has low-key um, and now, like I guess, high-key uh, become one of my favorite horror franchises, like 
finally after seeing all of the sequels. Um, I just, I love this movie and, and the franchise as a whole. Uh, I think more people should go see it, even if you don't end up liking it, like, and it's not your thing. Like that's, that's cool, but they're, you know, they're, they're fun movies to watch. Um, and, and I think that they, they get better, um, especially one through three. Like I said, uh, as far as a letter grade, um, I'd probably go with, mm, go with like a B plus B plus plus. So yeah. Plus is extra credit. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can't remember what, uh, rating I gave it on letterbox. I've been trying to use the, that app more often to keep track of everything that I watch and, um, yeah, so I can't remember what star rating I gave it, but yeah, uh, B plus solid. Okay, Justin, I'll give it a give it a check minus. Whoa, a check that I saw it a minus that I hated it. Wow. <laughs> Satisfactory, a passing. Jeez, I don't know, man. I'm just not into it. And I picked this movie for crying. I know out you loud. did. <laughs> yeah, I picked all the spectacular movies and spectacular. Spooktober movies. Yeah. This one's not as spook. I mean, everyone likes it except for me. So I don't know. I'm just I'm the odd man out on this one. But so many people. You have well, a Mika T-shirt and a Mika yeah. coffee mug. Yeah, and, and a Mika haircut. It's just, it's just baby powder with fucking footprints <laughs> yeah. in it. It's Maybe you amazing. should you should reach out to that guy on uh, uh that left the one negative review. I know. Oh my god, yeah. you, you should be like that guy. Should be like, hey man, like I know it's like ten years later, but yeah. um, foaming at the you mouth. Were, you yeah. were right. <laughs> you want to go get <laughs> coffee sister, sometime? You were right, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was his name? It was Matthew Lucas from the Dispatch. There you go. But I he says the scares are up. undeniably effective, where I don't think that they are. I wasn't scared one oh. bit. Shit. Okay. For me, for <laughs> I'm me, no ghosts. I absolutely love this movie. I've seen it countless times, and I will still continue to watch it. Uh, it's an A for me. Easily an A. Wow, um, really? Don't yeah, be crazy. I love this movie. Um, You're insane. It really, it really got me more into horror films. I mean, I've, I've been a horror fan for quite a while, but I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool what you can do with low budget, and um, I think it's 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 awesome. So I, I absolutely love it. I, I mean, it's not the best movie of all time, but that's why I'm not giving it an A+. Plus. It's an A. <laughs> so I like like it a lot yeah but, um, good for you man i'm glad i know but yeah so that's that's it that's the show hope that works for everybody um david uh can you can you can you plug your podcast for us in your um social media there i can yeah so we're on all social media um the the big three instagram facebook and twitter we are the most active in our facebook group um it's called the geek raj podcast uh fans and listeners um where we do like uh, fun polls and nerdy conversations and stuff. Um, it's uh, obviously free to join, um, so it, it's not like a membership thing or anything. So, uh, and then we're on all major podcast platforms: so Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, and then you know you can look us up on our website, geekgaragepodcast.com. Um, if you're into going to people's websites, that's the thing you do. <laughs> do you have an OnlyFans? I was going to say OnlyFans and TikTok. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I am not opposed to showing people my feet uh, for, I mean, there's got to pe- gotta be people out there into like Hobbit feet. Be like, oh, oh yeah, there's just some hairy feet. My OnlyFans is going to be me dressed up as Eggsy from the t- waist up and then the bottom, 
that's what you got to pay for. So <laughs> <laughs> I will finance this show. <laughs> we don't even need a Patreon. So yeah. right on. cool. Well, yeah, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a delight. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Don't Be Crazy podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter at DBCrazyPod, at EdgyArmo, and at ZachDale60. We also have a Facebook page and an Instagram account at dbcrazypod on instagram and then just type in don't be crazy podcast on facebook you will find it you can share your thoughts with us we will discuss them on our show and you can even tell us what movie you think we should watch for our next episode uh our next one we're doing is halloween kills is that correct Justin? yeah it comes yeah, out like night yeah. we're going saturday i'm excited man you we're, go into we're the gonna... actual theater yeah, oh. we're gonna do the, we're gonna do the theater. We're gonna go to dinner. She's getting a massage first. Oh. Then we're going to the cinema, and then we're gonna go out to dinner, and it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait. I can just picture you walking out of the theater and looking around in each direction and waiting for Mikhail Myers, Michael, oh, <laughs> Michael <God>. Myers, <laughs> Mikhail Myers to come find you. So. Dude, I will fuck that guy up, man. Yeah, right. E- Eagle Bang Karate, man. He kills like the entire town of Haddonfield in this one. It's like, what is going on? They are doing it wrong. They're doomed. Doomed from the get-go. That's going to be awesome, man. So, very, very cool. I'm going to watch it from the comfort of my own home because I am a Peacock, Peacock subscriber and I have it and uh, it's the best app I've ever paid for. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. I have Justin. to forget my password and get a new one. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I know. Enjoy it. Okay, thank you. Please also be sure to check out Justin's other podcast, the Geek Legacy Podcast, and that has David, uh, the other David, uh, Randy, and Justin. A lot of fun stuff on that. Uh, they do a Star Wars podcast, too, called... Star um, Trek. God, I always call it... Uh, you know, it's got Attack of the Clones. But the uh, it's a Star Trek. It's the Escape Pod. It's a Star Trek. I don't watch Star Trek, but uh, yeah. I don't either, but it's amazing. A lot, of, life. a lot of fun there. They're going through all the episodes of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we're finally back. We had a couple of weeks off, a lot, a lot of, a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous, and uh, and we're recording. We're back recording this week. Very excited for it. Long cool. time coming. Yeah, yes, it's a lot of fun, a lot of labs to be had. So, um, just please don't be crazy. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much.